but the reality is platforms come and go. That's the reality, all right? Platforms come and go. So this isn't about how do I crush it on a certain platform? It's about how do I become better at using social media overall as part of my sales strategy? I had a chat with my friend Natalia Wychowski recently on a LinkedIn Live to talk about how social selling is more important now than ever before and how to use it to sell during this COVID era of limited in-person selling. So enjoy the episode and make sure that you join me on LinkedIn for future discussions live. I've also put in the show notes the link to the social selling cheat sheet that I share in this episode. So Tom, let's get started with what on earth is social selling? Well, so that's that's a great question and that's where we should be starting. So I love that, Natalia. So for any of you on this uh, right now and you wanna know, well, what exactly is social selling? Very simply, it's using social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, but it's using social media as a lead generation and a lead conversion tool. I mean, that's what sales is all about. So we talk about the social element, which is the social media, and then the selling component, which is different from social media marketing, which is different from just posting you know, cat videos or baby photos on social media, but it's really about how do I use social media as a sales tool, as a prospecting tool, lead gen and lead conversion. That's social selling in a nutshell, but we can go deeper. How on earth do I get started, especially as a company, as a one-woman show? And Tom, do you have any examples for companies that do social selling really well? Wow. Okay. So that, that's a great question. And in fact, it's there's a number of questions there. But let me just kind of back up and get to that, that first one. The, the, the quickest, easiest way for you to get started is just set up an account. I mean, that's going to sound super basic, but that's the quickest, easiest way. Make sure that you've got a LinkedIn account, which you do. So now you want to make sure that your LinkedIn account, the profile rather, looks great. You've got a nice headshot. So that's looking really nice. You've got a great description. You've populated all the information. You know, you, you're, you're making it easy for people to get to know who you are and, and what you do. So really use your LinkedIn profile in the same way that you would almost like a website or, or a sales page, really. So it's about kind of positioning yourself. So that's, that's number one. Then what you want to be doing, once you've got that great profile, well, now you need to start thinking about, well, what kind of content do I share? And who's my ideal target customer? Who's my audience? So you want to be thinking about uh, what you do, who you do it for, and, and how you do it. And always think about content that's going to be useful for that audience. So in my case, all I talk about is sales, sales leadership, social selling. That's it. Very specific. And my audience tends to be uh, sales professionals or sales leaders. So every single piece of content that I create, I'm always thinking about, honestly, my top five customers. So think about your top five customers and what are the biggest problems they have and then offer a solution. So that's the quickest way to come up with content is kind of that, 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 that problem solution type thing, case study before and after, and just start giving them content that's going to add value to their lives or their business. So that's probably the easiest way for you to get started. Hope that helps. 
Absolutely. And what I find quite interesting is, I mean, you also know that I just recently published my book, which is all about personal branding with LinkedIn. And I, I say, thanks so much. You need to start with your positioning. You need to know your client. You need to create content. You need to network. So is personal branding sort of like the starting point or do you need to have a clearly defined, a sharp personal brand before you start with social selling? Is it, does it make it easier? Is it a must or where's the difference between personal branding and social selling? Okay, so they go hand in hand. All right, so that's the thing. So personal branding and social selling go hand in hand, which is probably why you and I are doing this, <laughs> this LinkedIn Live together because there's a perfect fit and you really can't have one without the other. So what is personal branding? And Natalia knows more about this than most people, but personal branding really is all about like who you are. And as the saying goes, what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's your brand. So what do people say about you when you're not in the room? What do they think about when they think about you? And the reality is, if they're not thinking anything in particular, that's a bad sign. There needs to be something that they're thinking about, whether they think, oh, you know, uh, creativity or leadership or sales or fitness or health or personal branding, or physical fitness, nutrition, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, but they have to think of something, right? You've got to give people a reason to follow you. So you have a brand. Now, if you're not sure what it is, because sometimes there can be uh, a discrepancy between what your brand really is versus what you want it to be, okay? Those can be two very different things, unfortunately. Yeah. But what you want to do is you want to start thinking about, well, what do you want to be known for? right? And this yep. is about carving out your niche. So I've actually written yep. two books on sales. So Natalia has social selling, but my first one was called The Soho Solution, 21 Selling Strategies for Growing Your Small Business. In chapter one, the title is Discover Your Niche. Boom. That's the foundation, right? Discover yep. your niche. How do you do that? Three simple questions. What am I passionate about? So what do you love to do? What would you do for free that you're just, you know, that's what, what your life is all about. So what, yeah. what are you passionate about? What is your expertise? So what are you good at? And then mm -hmm. third, what are the needs of the market? So you need to take a look at. So for example, in my case, I, I love, I love all things business. I love sales. I also have to be pretty darn good at it. I've written two books. I speak all over the world. I train teams. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a very good salesperson and good sales trainer. Mm -hmm. So that's two ticks. The third is the needs of the market. Is there a big enough market of people out there willing to pay for what you're good at and love to do? In my case, the answer is yes. Now, with the market, you also have to look at, is there a market that will pay for it? And then the next part is, is that market saturated with people also offering the same service? Now, in the case of sales training, the answer is also yes, unfortunately, because there's a lot of people that claim to be sales trainers and whatnot. So what you have to find out is what's your point of differentiation and how do you stand apart and become the known expert in your space? So long story short, Karina, that all becomes part of your personal brand. Once you've got that brand, in my case, I'm known as a, as a sales guy. Once you've got that brand, then what you need to do is to combine that with social selling. And then you just 
communicate that brand, you articulate that brand, you spread that message, and you're consistent. So every single thing you talk about is related to that topic. That's how you deepen your brand even further. So I hope that helps. We can go a lot deeper, but I think that's good to, to tide them over, right, Natalia? Yeah, I think it's phenomenal. And it's also great that you talked about, as I always call it, niching down, because a lot of mm. people, they are so afraid and terrified in the beginning. And I always tell them, but you need to stand out. It's not possible. So, But I'm just the personal branding woman right now. As mm. The sales guy also said it. A few people might listen a little bit more. So thank you for also well, talking you're about welcome. <laughs> and look, I mean, I, I don't want to just leave that point there because you you said something very interesting. A lot of people, when I start talking about finding your niche and narrowing your focus, the first thing they say to me, and you probably hear this too, is, but I'm afraid of losing out to all those other people, right? Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of losing business. I'm afraid of saying no to a of the vast majority of people. And I say, yeah, that's a good thing. Don't worry about that. Exactly. I mean, look, I also wrote in my book, I said, you know, do you want to be a jack of all trades, master of none? Really? Who, you know, you want to be the person that people go to when they have a problem. When you think about it, if you're feeling a little bit under the weather and you're not quite sure what it is, you go to a GP, you go to your general practitioner. practitioner. Yeah, exactly. And they take it, they take kind of a, a basic look at you and, and try to diagnose. But if they find out that it's serious or requires speciality, they refer you to a specialist. Exactly. Now, who do you think makes the most money? A GP or a specialist, right? So that's where people pay the big bucks is to solve a very specific problem. And look, let's be honest. It, do you have a scarcity mentality or an abundance mentality? If you've got a scarcity mentality, then you're thinking about all the business you'll lose by not being a generalist. If yeah. you have this abundance mentality, you're thinking about all the business you have to gain by specializing and being known for one thing in your field. If you do a quick Google search on sales speaker Singapore, sales training Asia, you'll find me. We will dominate the first page on Google. Yeah. So there's a reason for that. And that's what yeah. you want to be known for. Are you the answer to a question? I hope that helps. Amazing. That's phenomenal. Okay. So you heard it. Do your homework. Listen to Tom. Perfect. What is the role of articles on LinkedIn uh, versus posts on LinkedIn? Would you rather mm. suggest driving engagement through my website blog or write articles on LinkedIn? Mm. Okay. So that's a great question. So there's a few, there's a few things there and I'm glad that it's up on the screen here so I can see it because there's a lot to unpack. So yeah. Barbara's question is the role of articles on LinkedIn versus posts. Okay, so very simple distinction, right? The the articles might be more longer form, right? You can do a lot of editing as well. So it's a proper article. Similar, let's imagine this. Imagine you don't have a website. Okay? Imagine you don't have a website and you just want a place where you can you can you can post some content and direct people to certain articles. So that's a great thing, right? And then they can be as long as you want, you keep going so you've got your articles on LinkedIn. In my experience, all right, it's the posts that tend to get the most engagement. It's the posts where you're 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 updating some status, you're sharing some news, it's a bit more timely, it's topical. That's the stuff that you're sharing on a consistent basis, all right? So you're finding the right time of day, the right topic, you're able to engage in the comments. 
you're you're posting posts on a more frequent basis. That's where the consistency comes in. Maybe it's, you know, a post a day or one every two days, depending on how ambitious you are. Make sure that there's some useful content there. But the articles are really designed more for if there's a piece of content that is evergreen, signature, and you're like, oh, I want to put this out to the world. And I want that to be something that just remains there in perpetuity. Is that the word? Perpetuity? Perpetuity? Forever. Okay. (laughs) You you, you want it there. You want it there um, indefinitely. And it's maybe a piece of content that you can refer people back to time and time again. So that would be the article. But in my experience and from what we do and from what I've seen, there's less of an emphasis people are putting towards writing and publishing those articles. I think it was maybe something that LinkedIn was experimenting with, but I honestly don't feel like it's really taken off. Where the engagement is really is in the posts. And now, of course, they're looking at you know LinkedIn Live. So every platform is always looking at what's that next level. Now, um, to that point, though, of LinkedIn, LinkedIn really is all about long form content. They they're, they're really want to focus on, on text more than images. They certainly don't want external links. So to be quite honest, so you've got a question here. Um, would you rather suggest driving engagement through my website, blog, or write articles on LinkedIn? It depends what your strategy is. Okay. What, what's going to wait for them once they go on your website? Okay. Um, what's the purpose of the website? If you, you know, what's great about LinkedIn is you can, you can target your audience and you can try to keep everybody on that platform if you want to. It reduces friction. It's faster. It's seamless. They don't have to click off and go somewhere else. LinkedIn doesn't really like it when you drive track traffic outside of LinkedIn. Okay. You'll get less visibility on posts. Once you start putting external links in there, that's for sure but it depends on your strategy. Here's the thing. Uh, If you're looking at it from a social selling perspective and part of your sales strategy is to actually build your funnel or build your sales pipeline. So if for example, Barbara, you wanna start building your database, you're using a CRM and you wanna start putting email addresses in there, well then you're gonna wanna use LinkedIn um, as a means to drive traffic to an opt-in page to your website so that they can you know, download some things and they can put in their email address so that you can then start marketing to them thereafter. The reality is this, and we've seen this with, with other platforms. I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon with LinkedIn, but the reality is platforms come and go. That's the reality, all right? Platforms come and go. So this isn't about how do I crush it on a certain platform? It's about how do I become better at using social media overall as part of my sales strategy? And what I encourage people to do is to try to move from LinkedIn to another platform. Because the reality is this, and you see this on Facebook. Geez, if you've got a Facebook page, for example, right? If you have a Facebook page, it's basically pay to play. If you want your followers to see your content, you've got to pay to play. And look, it's Mark Zuckerberg's house. So he can do whatever he wants. He's the landlord. You're just a tenant renting space. Well, that's exactly how it is on LinkedIn. You're just using that space and it's free. 
Now, at any moment, they could start monetizing it. At, at the moment, you get great reach on posts on LinkedIn compared with Facebook. So if your audience is B2B, then this is definitely the platform for you. But look, that's for now, and it could change, right? Yeah. Instagram, it's fairly easy to reach people as well. But at the end of the day, those platforms could be gone in an instant, or they could change the algorithms, which they do often, or they could start monetizing it, making it more difficult for people who want to see your content to actually see it. So mm -hmm. in summary, Barbara, my advice is don't focus on LinkedIn articles. Instead, focus on creating some consistently great content through posts on a regular basis, all right? Only use the articles for um, something that's evergreen, but you could just repurpose it. You could have exactly the same article on LinkedIn and on your website. But at the end of the day, these are just tactics. It's more about what's your big picture strategy for lead gen for your business. And if what you wanna do is to be able to fill your pipeline with leads and turn them into opportunities and follow up with them, emails and whatnot, try to get them off of LinkedIn and onto your website. Okay, you mentioned CRM. I think Yanni has also an interesting question here. What's the difference mm. between social selling and CRM? Okay, uh, Yanni, great question. Uh, well, they're, they're two very different things. And let me try to unpack this. Social selling is a, a strategy, okay? Social selling is a strategy. Social selling is a lead generation strategy in the same way as um, uh, SEO is a strategy, SEM, okay, search engine optimization, search engine marketing, these are strategies, direct mail, strategies, um, uh, speaking in events, strategies, sponsorship, strategies, uh, public relations, strategy. So social selling is a strategy. CRM, a customer relationship management software, is a tool. So you could almost say um, um, CRM is to social media as social media, uh, social selling is to uh, advertising, okay? Mm -hmm. There's strategies and then there's tactics or tools. So they're two very different things. They're not even in, in the same category. Um, but if the question is, Tom, can you talk to us a little bit about the difference between generating leads on social media versus generating leads through your CRM. So that's a very interesting question because now we're looking at kind of apples to apples in a sense. Um, at the end of the day, similar to Barbara's question, social selling is great because it's intended to prospect, which is actually the subtitle of my, my book, prospect using social media, position yourself as an authority, and then present your offering or a call to action or to make an ask. So you can do that with social selling. But the great thing about CRM, most CRMs, um, they'll include uh, email marketing, right? So you can do campaigns, you can target your, you can, you can email your list. And the great thing about that is you can target them anytime and actually see open rates, click-through rates. Uh, if you've got a sophisticated CRM like we do, you can then apply tags and certain actions depending on what they do. So it's great, okay? So they're just different, they, they work together. Social media though, of course, there's no guarantee how many people will see your posts, when they'll see it. You don't know who, who saw it. So it's just very, very different. So they're kind of apples, apples to oranges in that sense. Social selling is about targeting people online, building your audience online, establishing your credibility, 
and then a call to action. And usually that call to action might be going from online to offline. And that's where your CRM picks up where social selling leaves off. Hope that helps, uh, Jenny. Great. We have a follow-up question. We already talked about how do we get started, but what are any great tools you would suggest for social selling? Okay, so there's two parts to that. So the, the getting started part, number one, yes, find your audience, okay? And by finding your audience, so I gave, I think it was Barbara or Karina some advice on the profile. But then once you've done that, then you've got to find your audience on LinkedIn. So where can you find a large number of your ideal target customer on LinkedIn, for example, right? Um, are there particular groups that they're members of? Well, then join those groups and start networking in those groups. Don't start by spamming people. Start by listening first to the conversations. What are people talking about? What are the biggest issues that people are um, discussing in that group? And then when the time is right, then you can add a comment and you can start talking about that. Make sure you're adding value and you're not spamming, you're not dropping links to your site or making any kind of an ask, but you're just offering value. The objective here, uh, Jignesh, is that you want to be seen as the authority on a certain topic. That's the key. And something I heard uh, some time ago was, your goal should be to strive to have the most likes on your comment on someone's post, okay? So that's what I'm talking about. You wanna get the most likes on your comment on someone's post. That means that you've actually demonstrated to that group that you're pretty resourceful and that you know what you're talking about. Now look, at the end of the day, I'll take leads over likes any day. That to me is what social selling is all about. It's not just trying to get likes, but generate leads from that but you still want to position yourself as an expert, as an authority. So I would, if I'm you, Jignesh, I'm spending some time in LinkedIn groups, great place to get known and to build your audience. And then as far as tools for social selling, um, it depends what you mean by tools, right? All you really need, right, is, a, is to, be, uh, to join the social media platform. That's all you need, right? That's all you need. That's the only tools, right? Um, I'm going to be when you take people on the phone, a mobile phone, or I don't know, Zoom. Sure. Or... sure. Well, so 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 that's where we get into another thing. But for sure, if you've got yourself a phone and you've got the LinkedIn app on your phone, that's great. If you've got Zoom as well, so that you can actually have some sales conversations. If you're using an app like um, Calendly to schedule these calls, that's super useful. Um, if you're using some messaging apps, whether it's WhatsApp or it's it's Line or it's Telegram or it's WeChat, these are great ways to stay in touch with your prospects. At the end of the day, there's no one platform that's better than the other. There's no one platform that you should be on. The only answer is you need to be on the platform that your top customers are on. So one quick tip, one final tip for you, Jignesh, is drop a quick message to your top five customers and say, hey, I'm looking at building my presence on social media. What's your preferred platform? What's the best platform for me to connect with you? And then you, you, you connect with them on that platform, you check out their profiles, you look down into groups and see what groups they're members of, and you join those groups because you can find more people like them in those groups. Hope that helps. That was a golden nugget. So make sure 
you really implement that because that will save you a lot of research and a lot of time. And it's great data. It's, it's an honest answer from your clients. Uh, what is the best way to convert the lead conversation to an actual sale? Is there a particular process? Uh, I love this. This is what I'm all about right behind me. I think you can see here, this is the complete sales training system. And you can probably see something there that says prospecting power. All right. So the way to convert that lead conversation to a sale, well, let, let's, th there's a, a lot of different parts to it, but the very first thing you need to do is you need to qualify. All right. So qualification is the number one thing you should be doing to go from this you know, you're just having a little chat on social to, okay, well, actually now there's a sale happening. So how does that happen? Well, you have to qualify. There's a very basic framework called BANT, budget, authority, need, and timeline, super basic framework. So you need to find out first, you don't do it in that order. It's just a very simple, simple acronym, but you need to first find out what the need is. So when you're talking to them on social, you want to be asking them questions like, you know, what are the biggest challenges you're facing? Is this a struggle you're having? Uh, what are some of the goals that you have in life or for your business? What have you tried before? What's worked? What hasn't worked? What, what might you try next? What are you thinking of doing? Why is this important to you? So you're asking these qualification questions and needs analysis questions to find out, is there even a need here, right? Or are they just curious? But what's going on right now in your life that makes this a priority? Yeah. You, you, you use language like that and they can maybe push back and go, actually, it's not a priority. It's not that big a deal. Okay, great. Disqualify. Exactly. Not, not an opportunity. Not at the so, moment. No. No. Not at the moment, right? So you can recycle that lead. You can nurture them and follow up with them in, you know, three, six, nine months using your CRM or even just staying in touch on social media. If you're using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you can save them as leads as well. Literally save them as leads and you'll get notified when they share a stop or, or if they've moved on to a new position. It's great. But anyway, um, so you convert that lead conversation. You have to qualify. What's the need? Um, and, and do they have authority to make this buying decision, right? Are they the decision maker or are there other people that need to be involved in the conversation? You could use LinkedIn to ask for an introduction. Hey, who needs to join us in this conversation? Who'd be the best person to talk to about this, right? And then the timeline, um, are they looking to make a change or to do something now? If not now, when, why that time period? What's going to happen then? What will happen if they don't make this change by that period of time? So this, this is like a consequence question, we call it in sales. What will happen if you don't solve this problem? What will happen if you don't solve it by this time period? The, the more intense the answers, the more serious the answers, the more well-qualified they are. And then you can ask some questions around budget. You can say, well, look, I mean, have you, have you thought about what you might be willing to invest in this project? What are you hearing from other people? Um, you know, here, here's how much it will cost. Does this fit within your budget? Is this what you had in mind? So you can find all sorts of different ways to find out budget. So once you go through those types of questions, Lachelle, then you'll have a very clear idea. Are they just curious or is this an actual opportunity that we're working on? You've gone from lead or prospect to an actual new or working opportunity. From there, now you just you know take it down through your funnel through the other steps in the sales process. But the short answer here for you, uh, Lachelle, is to go from conversation to conversion, you first have to start with qualification and discovery.
Absolutely. Thanks so much. We have a lot of questions that are... Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's actually the best freebie as a speaker, author, and entrepreneur? Um, Any new and fresh ideas are welcome because you're also a speaker, you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. So what do you think is a good freebie or hook or bait in your perception, Tom? Uh, The best freebie hook or bait is uh, your best content. Period. Your best, your best stuff. Okay. So I want you to think about what is your absolute best content and what would people really, really want? In fact, what would people pay for? Give it to them free. Okay. That's your opt-in. That's your lead magnet. Okay. That's your digital download. Put together a little quick thing, whether it's a cheat sheet, a downloadable PDF, a white paper, uh, a checklist, uh, best practices, anything, but your absolute best content. So we've got, we've got tons of content. You just follow me on LinkedIn. You'll see all the stuff that we've got. But on our website, actually, if you go on SokoSelling.com right now and you just go on our sales training page, sales articles, um, my motivational keynote speaker page, the podcast, any of the pages you go on, there'll be a couple of pop-up windows that come up that will say, hey, do you want this content? That will give you some great ideas. Some of our most popular ones are um, you know, qualifying cheat sheets. So what I just shared now with Lachelle, um, we have that as a cheat sheet with more detail as to the types of questions you ask, when you ask it, and how you ask it. People find that so valuable. They love that. We've got like a a leader guide, you know, how to be a more effective sales leader, how to differentiate yourself. We've got a social selling um, expertise uh, blueprint or booklet that gives you some tips on how to crush it on social media. It's kind of like a mini version of the book that uh, yeah. that you, you just saw earlier here. So give them your best stuff. Yeah. And then they'll agree. love that. And then they'll they'll say, look, wow. I mean, if, if I'm getting this for free, imagine what the pay stuff is. Exactly. Do not be you. afraid. Do not yeah. be afraid to give some of your best stuff. And look, for any of you out there, they're like, well, if I give away all my best content, why would they bother hiring me? You're asking the wrong question. They don't hire you for the content because content is anywhere, okay? They hire you for the context. They hire you for the experience. They hire you for the access, okay? When they read a a, a book or they're downloading your content, that's just one-way communication. It's like, here's the info. That's information. That's not knowledge. That's not context. That's not, hey, Tom, I read everything that you said about qualifying, but here's a specific situation I have with a potential customer and I'm not sure how to get through it. Can you help me out here? Then we can have a conversation about it. I can understand the context and I can give a more nuanced response that's gonna make sense in that situation. So they're gonna engage you because of the experience of working with you and access to you, not just the content. You can find that on Google. 100%. And um, people want to work with people that they like and, and resonate with. So, And it's the personal guidance, as you said, because a lot of people say knowledge and knowledge is power. Now, knowledge is out there in the internet. It's about the relationship. It's about the stuff that you can create together. I can see that we are almost running out of time. So one last what? question that came in. It's crazy. It's crazy. Come on. 
<laughs> Maybe no, one, last question. One, one, one last thing, Natalia, about that yeah. question, because I, I loved it. Okay. Yeah. Um, look, I'm, I'm a huge tennis fan. I love tennis and I watch tennis videos all the time and all this. You can watch as many instructional tennis videos as you want, but until you get on the court and practice, it's nothing. Okay. It's all theoretical. And then you go on the court and you hit with some buddies and you practice, you get a little bit better. When you pay for a coach, a world-class coach to come on to the court with you and go, okay, so you've watched my videos on how to hit a backhand. Let me actually hold you and show you how to do it. Let me coach and guide you on how to hit a great backhand. It's the same thing when people engage me, Tom, show me how, side by side, how to make a great sales call. Yeah. And then I do it live in person. We record it. They can listen to it. It's amazing. There's no substitute for great coaching. That's what takes wow. it to the next level. So give them your best stuff. I would fully sign that for sure. Last question. Does social selling uh, work for physical products like the heavy equipment, oil or trucks? Because I can see that you guys share great examples, um, you know, everything around coaching and training and whatever. But Bill is wondering if it also works for local physical products because he doesn't see it that much. And if you can share some real life examples, that would be phenomenal. Okay, so I'll tell you right now. Yeah, you're right. If you don't see it very much on LinkedIn, and that's a good thing. That means there's a lot of room for you. There's a lot of space for you to carve out that niche and to be the one who's really talking about, you know, machinery, industrial products and whatnot. That could be you taking the lead. So go for it. That's what I think you need to be doing. So that's number one. Number two, uh, love what you say. Here's the thing. 89% of all purchases start with an online search, okay? 89% of all purchases start with an online search. So you just think about it. Anything that you've bought in the last year or two, there's an 89% chance you probably went online first and did some research, okay, first, all right? That's undeniable. That's all purchases. But before you say, hey, Tom, but that doesn't address B2B, 75% of all B2B purchases start with an online search. Mm. So, so people in your space, customers looking for products like yours will still go online as their first point of information. That's where they're going. So the question is this, when they go online looking for information about your products, your services, or solutions to their problems that you can, you can answer, can they find you? Do you show up anywhere? Does your company website show up? And if, before you say a company website is enough, it's not because many business decisions are vetted in LinkedIn groups. In LinkedIn groups, you've got, you've got business professionals actually discussing what are the best solutions for them in those LinkedIn groups. So that conversation is happening without you. You need to be part of that conversation. So really it's about as a when you're doing social selling, it's simply you positioning yourself as an authority in this space. So think about what's some content that's on your company website, on your company's LinkedIn page that you could be sharing. What's some industry news from some other sources, whether it's media, whether it's industry or trade associations that you could be sharing on your LinkedIn profile, share those posts 
position yourself as an authority. Start connecting with your buyers, potential buyers. Connect with them on LinkedIn and start building your own little ecosystem of potential customers. You could be crushing it right now using social selling. There's a lot of room for you. Get going now. This is the time. I just want to run down just a, a few quick tips while we're still live here of some things that you need to be doing uh, on social to try to make sure that social selling is working great for you. All right. So the first thing you need to do is to find your audience. So I talked about that. I gave uh, some tips there. You got to find your audience. Where can you find a large number of people on LinkedIn? Join those groups, etc. All right. So find your audience on LinkedIn. That's number one. Number two, start having conversations with prospects. Join these LinkedIn groups and start having these discussions with them. Find out what's most important to them. What are the biggest challenges they're facing? What are they doing to solve those problems now? And when you're posting content on LinkedIn, interact with them. Don't just post and run. Post, stay online for a while, and start engaging with your audience right away. Then you want to start generating leads. Okay, let's face it. It's not just about getting followers or likes. It's about getting leads. So you want to have some sort of a call to action with some of your posts. So I would recommend maybe doing between four, five, or six value-added posts. Then that last post could be, hey, if you want to take your business to the next level, or if you need something for your company, or you need something for your, your, your family, feel free to connect with me. And you can put a, uh, an opt-in page in there, something that they can, they can download, but you want to have a call to action in one of those posts. That's how you're going to generate those leads. Next tip, you want to be using social media to get past gatekeepers. The great thing about LinkedIn is you don't have to worry about cold calling anymore. The average person, it takes them eight attempts at cold calling a company to reach the right person. But with LinkedIn, all you need is you can target the company, you can target the geography, you can target the size of company, you can target the role, the title of the person in a company, and just go straight to that person. No more gatekeepers. So that's what you need to be practicing using LinkedIn. You want to demonstrate your expertise. So by sharing great content, you will position yourself as an authority. Like Natalia was talking about, it's about your personal brand. So make sure that comes through. Uh, on social. You can also use it to differentiate yourself from the competition. When everybody's saying this, you could be saying something else, or you could say something similar, but in your own words, your own context, your own perspective, your own voice. Draw upon experience that you have helping customers and share that on social media. That's going to help you differentiate from the competition. There's four more things you need to do. You can use social media to assess your prospect's needs. So you can ask them questions. What are their biggest challenges? What's working? What's not working? What have they tried in the past? What do they want to accomplish in the future? Use social media, and you can use LinkedIn. You can use LinkedIn polls. You can use SurveyMonkey. You can use whatever tools you want. If you're on Facebook, you can do polls there too, right? Use these tools to find out what's most important to your audience. You can use social media to deliver sales presentations, right? So For sure. you, can, you can use LinkedIn, you can do pitches, you can do product demonstrations, you can use Zoom to demonstrate your offering. But to me, now 
is the best time, especially when it's more difficult to meet face-to-face, -face, you need to get good at using this to present your offering. And then the last two things, you, you gotta learn how to ask for the sale, okay? I see some people on social media where it's value, 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 but they never, ever dare to say, hey, if you're looking for some help in this area, feel free to reach out. Because Exactly, I let me know. Ask for the sale. Come on, guys. Like, it's not build it and they will come. Don't expect that just because you deliver great content that people feel compelled to reach out to you and ask for help. Now, some will. But if you're a sales professional or you're a business person, you need to be asking for the sale and tell people what the next logical step would be for them. Tell them, tell them what to do. People need that direction. Otherwise, they're so busy, they won't take action. And then finally, use social media to get spin-off business. Check in with your past customers, see how they're doing. You can use LinkedIn recommendations. So whenever you do a great job for a customer, drop them a request. You could just do it through LinkedIn Messenger. Drop them a request and say, hey, um, you know what I love about LinkedIn is that recommendations is the only part of LinkedIn that you don't create. It's actually other people that create that for you. Mm. Um, would you be willing to write a recommendation of how I've helped you? Because I'm sure some of my other potential customers would love to see how I could help them in the same way. Yeah. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. There's two things I've learned in sales. You've got to be curious, ask a lot of questions and you've got to be courageous, ask for what you want. Um, last word, is there anything else that you would like to share, Tom? I think the last thing I would say is just go for it. Like this is your time. Now more than ever, you have the ability, you have a platform for your voice to be heard. 10, 15 years ago, it was a lot harder. In fact, I wrote Social Selling five years ago. Okay, in 2015, yeah, I wrote I that book. I realized it, I was like, what? Okay, and fast forward to 2020, Social selling is all we can do now. You understand? The time is now, all right? It's affordable, it's easy to get started, and there's really no rules, there's no limitations. It's your page, it's your profile, your audience. It's your message. Now get out there and be heard. 100%. All righty, so thanks a lot and speak very soon. Take care, everyone, bye-bye. If you wanna go deep into implementing social selling, we have a brand new social selling course coming out shortly on our e-learning platform, Soko Academy. Check the link in the show notes for more details about the course.